0: I'm Corey Williams. I'm Nick Matalinos. And together, we're bringing you Up Front. We're going to touch on culture, food, fashion, great stories, hip-hop, my life, basketball. We're even going to be giving some advice. It's going to be beautiful. This is Up Front. Oh, man, episode (laughs) nine, baby. One episode left. But I think, personally, this is going to be the best and biggest episode. Welcome up front. You know who I am. You know who this man is. Let's get into it. What's up, my brother?
1: You're we are back in the building. You're not wrong about this going to be our best episode <laughs> ever. Um, we've got a lot to talk about. We kind of started it a little bit yesterday. Whew. We're going to get into it a little bit later on today. All right, all
0: right, all right. Let's let's just go off the top. Uh-huh. Um, yesterday was a beautiful day. Um, had a you know obviously summertime so. My drink of choice in summertime, 90% of the time, is rosé. French rosé. And uh, we had a few. We were on the beach. The scene was beautiful. The weather was fantastic. We was at the Sandbar in Middle Park. Um, it was beautiful. The vibes were elite. Guy was there. Shout out to Guy. And um, you came in and joined us shortly after. And, the de- and I won't go into the debate yet, but we left there and then went to see one of the greatest if not the greatest import greatest to ever European, play. Greatest European, probably, yeah. Greatest European. Until to, Giannis is done. Until Giannis <laughs> is done. Um, to ever play the game, Dirk Nowitzki. Shout out to him, he's in the country, did a camp and clinic, and uh, did a speaking engagement mm. yesterday at the Timber Yard. Yeah. Timber Yard. Yeah, Timber Yard. In Port, Port Melbourne. Melbourne. Yep. Um, but we were there and <laughs> We didn't see the the event. <laughs> like we were there,
1: but we did not see Dirk. Why was that? I saw him for about 20 minutes. Okay. I, I did I actually was inside and and I, you know, was trying to get a little bit of the uh, the speaking sort of, you know, engagement. Um I did catch maybe about 15 20 minutes. It was hot as hell in there yeah. first off. Um it was very hot. I do want to add though All the love shown to you again at the timber (laughs) yard, man. Like you. Couldn't get in the door because you had so many people coming up to you asking for photos. Can we have a selfie? Man, can we just chat to you? Can we do this? Can we do that? At one point, actually, somebody, that's why I couldn't see Dirk. Somebody, so, I swear, swear to God, Corey was outside and so Corey was outside, like just by the door. I was inside, like trying to watch Dirk, and somebody came up to me and they were like, uh, Is Corey coming in or not? And I looked out and you had like three people waiting to take photos with you. I was like, Yeah, he might be a while out there,
0: man of the people people man much love um it's look energy don't lie you know what i mean if you're giving off positive vibes like people gravitate to you forget me just in general and there's so many things that i discuss on social media that people may not um have an opportunity to voice their opinion about the subject matter so it make them, it makes them, when they see me, yo man, like I was arguing, not arguing, well, debating. <laughs> check this out. Me, Nick Trulston, which is CEO or GM, sorry if I got the title wrong, for Melbourne United, D-Mac, d son, Gee, and like two or three Melbourne United fans, we were there literally. All I was missing was cameras talking about scenarios on what needs to happen for Melbourne United to make it. And I'm like, it ain't happening. <laughs> so all of them are giving me their reasons why it's going to happen. Yo, it was these moments, like, I just love the fact these are special moments, whether big or small. It's about the engagement and just talking about whatever the subject matter is yep. and hearing the opinions of others. And that's how it starts. And then there's like a little crowd and then people are like, all right, cool. I want to come and get their their energy mm-hmm. transfer with me, whether it's a conversation, whether it's a photo, you know, I said shout out to one of the moms came was like, yeah. listen, this is my son. I want you like, I want to talk with you and set some things up to where you can help mentor him. Like there's so many things that were happening and shout out to everybody. And I appreciate you all. But I didn't see Dirk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, then the LeBron debate. That, well, that was. Oh my God! That right there, dude. That go, go th- ahead. that that started from earlier. That not even just yesterday. That started from a couple of days ago. It uh, started
0: last week when he when I saw on screen at thirty eight. He was averaging. 30 points per game. We're going to get there, but Yeah, go ahead. we'll
1: get there. No, no, I was just going to say, we started, you know, obviously you, Gee, and I were at the Sandbar. That conversation started there. We were a little bit loud, I think, at one point. There was some people looking over at us. Uh, we will get into that um, in a few minutes, but uh, I, I want to ask you now, We obviously Bella was here, your daughter, uh, last week. We had her in studio. Uh, got to meet her for the first time officially. I hadn't seen her since she was... Little Running around in the stands r- at Dykeman. At Dykeman. Yeah, yeah. So it was good to sort of meet Bella officially, uh, but she's gone now, hasn't she? Yeah, she left. She just landed about maybe four in the morning or
0: something like that in LA. She's back now in Denver, but um, um, it's always bittersweet when she leaves or when I leave. Um, All you can do is uh appreciate the time that you have, make sure the experiences are great and fun because those memories, they matter. Yep. You know what I mean? I'll see in a couple of months when I go back home, but- um, it was beautiful to have her here and uh, behind the scenes, kicking it with our old man.
1: Yeah, no, shout out to Bella. Hopefully, she can come back Love down you yeah, soon enough and to meet her impending new sister. No is that doubt. the word "impending"? I don't know if that's the right word. I don't know, but, but Gabby's but, coming next week. But Gabby's week. coming. <laughs> Hopefully, she comes down and, and can Gabby meet her is sister. Gabby's <laughs> coming next
0: week, man. Philly's like, listen, dude, I'm ready. Like, I'm like, yo, we got a week. Don't worry, I gotta uh, go handle something. I'll be back and. Uh, Gabby's coming out the next day when I get back. And, uh, yeah, if Gabby don't come out on Monday, Gabby's coming out on
1: (laughs) Tuesday. You know what I mean? So,
0: like, we'll see Gabby next week, Lord Um, willing.
1: I I saw something you posted the other day. Uh, You know, you've done this a few times. You were donating some some clothes. Um, There was a whole bunch of shoes there, a whole bunch of clothes. Um, Tell us about that. Shout out to my
0: man, Manny. He's... um, the creator of Longhorns Basketball Club which mm, is a, a, a huge dude. um basketball club in the Sudanese um I guess area um he was one of the first Sudanese brothers to come over and then he started seeing a lot of the kids getting into trouble and stuff like that so he was like man I need to do something to help them this is many many years ago and he created a basketball um club and when the kids would come over like he would Yo, look, come hoop. And he's developed so many of the talented Sudanese brothers. Like a lot of them, like Dangadell played there, Mango played there. So many brothers yeah. played there. So um I've been the kid before with nothing, man. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of them come from, you know, uh rough areas as far as the living situation now. And a lot of them go without. You know what I'm saying? I've been that kid. I've been the kid and It's just a token of appreciation where like that wasn't, those were my sneakers. Like it's not like anybody gave me things to give them. Mm -hmm. Like I gave it out of my closet. Yeah, A bunch of all all of my, like pretty much half my closet is gone. Gave it to them and my sneakers. You know what I mean? And I'm just grateful. Like every year I do that. You know what I mean? And you know, again, what this game has done for me, I cannot repay. It's a debt I could never repay. Mm -hmm. So all I could do is continue to give when I can and pay it forward. And that's, Um, something that I always do and I'm grateful that I'm in a position to do that.
1: Yeah, he's a good dude, Manny. I've also donated with him, you know, given him a bunch of stuff in the past. You know, we're we're very fortunate that we have more than what we actually need. Right, Um, facts. So it's always good to give it back to, one, the kids that need it. Two, kids are going to appreciate it. Way more than we do. Way more than we do. So yeah, shout out to Manny. He's doing a great job with them over there. Um, One more thing I want to ask you before we get into this uh, discussion. Um, Nick Kyrgios. Been in the news again. Involves the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Tell Don't us about him, it.
0: Going to see him a little later. We got to, you know, we're going somewhere <laughs> a little later. We're bumping to the homie. Um, shout out to Nick. Um, he's now part officially of um, the NBL in a major way. And I said this a couple years ago. I was like, yo, like, a guy like him, as much as he loved hoops, how is he not a part yeah. owner of a team? Mm. You know, Canberra was coming. Um, we was talks that Canberra was coming, or maybe joining NBL, and I was like, "Yo, like Nick, if he needs to be a majority owner of that team, because I believe that's where he's from. Correct. So it would only make sense. But if not, he needs to be a part owner of a current NBL yeah. team. So there's no surprise to me. I mean, he loves hoop, and it's yeah. you need a guy like that. It's essential for a guy like that. I can't wait to see more people um, start. Uh, that are Aussie and prominent in sports today in Australia owning teams. That's not Hoopers. It's great for Aussie Hooper to be a part owner of a basketball club. That's dope. You need that. But now there's tennis. It's a tennis superstar, right? Now we need some some actors, actresses, you know what I mean, really – Start pouring into the game because I'm telling you, the game ain't going nowhere and it's con- gonna continue to grow.
1: Correct. So shout out to him. Shout out to Nick, yeah. And like you said, he's a guy that truly loves hoop, you Facts. know. So it's it's a you know, I mean, I guess if it was, you know, up to him he'd probably be a professional basketball player rather than a player. I mean player. he'll tell you, just look at yeah. the tweets. He said it. Like, you know, he said it. So, so shout yeah. out to him. Great to have a guy like him involved with no the doubt. league. Absolutely. All right, Corey. It's time. It's time. I've been looking forward to this since yesterday I think we're gonna that's it stretch it out my friend stretch it out we are about to go Shannon and Skip on everybody right here let's do it can I do my best how does he do it he's like Okay, Baloney. Mr. Okay, Mister Baloney. Mister Baloney. Seven. <laughs> All yes. right, Corey. I'm going to let you set it up, right for for our listeners okay. and our viewers. I'm going to let you set it up. Right. I'm going to let you say your piece. Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah, I'm going to let. You, fair enough. Fair this enough. is your question. This is Correct. You know, so I'm going to let you say your piece, and then I'm going to take down your argument point by point Beautiful. once you're done. Beautiful.
0: Here's my thing. One of the greatest to ever touch this ball. That's not even a question. He's 38 years old, averaging 30 points per game, at least at last week. That's what the stat that was on screen. And it shocked me. And it further let me know that it's so easy to score in the NBA. He could never do that in the EuroLeague. So like I said, and then to f with everybody because, you know, I I, I know how to poke people. I said he couldn't score, he couldn't average 30 a game in the NBL. Here's the thing. There's there's not enough money in the NBL to get even quality bigs that could attempt to stop LeBron. So there's no matchup for him in the NBL. And the style of play in the NBL is the closest to NBA. So he would, he'd, he'd average 50 or 50 in the NBL. So the next clip I put up, I specifically talked about EuroLeague, right? European game is completely different. Here's why he could not average 30 points per game in the EuroLeague. One, 40 minutes per game. It's not 48 minutes. The ball is different. Three-second rules. The court is slightly smaller. All they're going to do, first of all, the refs, they're making, they, they, they're not, it's not geared toward the offensive players, so they're not going to cater to you in Europe, right? Do you know per possession, what's the average in the NBA? No. Of course you don't. This is the biggest point you don't have yeah. that I do. <laughs> okay. 90. Do you know the averages per possession in Europe? 70 to 75. Yeah. That's 15 about right. yeah. to 20 possessions less, eight minutes less on the clock, three seconds in the paint. You can sit in there. <clears throat> the court has completely shrunk. He's never played in those situations for a long period of time. Defenses are gonna be boxing one, triangle and two. Then you got guys that are like not scared of you. You know how many talented guys are overseas that didn't make the league just for whatever reasons? They're gonna have they're gonna be in better positions. In their respective European team that they wouldn't be in in America. These guys would be bench warmers there. So he's gonna have to play D on the other end too. Coaches, you're not playing the whole game. You think them coaches care about LeBron if he plays in the Euro League for real? Need a sub. Then there's people that's just as talented. Well, not just as talented. That's a lot. Okay, but seriously <laughs> talented on his team. Double's gonna come, he's gonna kick it, he's gonna average a shitload of assists. But he ain't averaging 30. Who's the last player that averaged 30 in EuroLeague? It just don't happen. Luca went and said, like, you know how easy it is to score in the NBA? It's more difficult in EuroLeague. Giannis said the same thing. Isaiah Thomas just dropped the clip and said, it is AAU Nationals. That's what the NBA is today. So when you have the superstars, the guys that are dominating today's game, telling you how easy it is, and it's so hard in Europe, how could that man go to Euroleague and do that? Your flaw.
1: When I first saw your videos the other day, and I think it was the second one that you may have posted, and I commented on it and I said, you've lost your mind, <laughs> right? Now, obviously, we're brothers. You know, I was just kidding with that. Hey, I mean, right? That shouldn't bother me. That was directed because you had said that the NBA is not the best league in the world. So when I when I commented on that, right, right, right. it was more directed to that than than anything else because we can. I think you you can say now that the NBA is clearly levels above any the, other league in I the mean, world. I mean, come on. I, there's
0: no question. Yeah.
1: So I, that, was, that was my initial-
0: And they got the most dollars.
1: Yes, correct. And that was my initial when I first commented on your post, it was more directed to that. Right. Then I started, watched the whole video. I read the whole caption, correct. all of that. And you started going on about LeBron. Now, I concede to your points about the court being small, about the ball, about the different, you know, rules and all that sort of stuff. I, I concede all that. You are 100%. Correct. I do not argue any of that. And obviously being Greek. So what do you argue then? You said that he can't do it. All right. I'm telling you right now that LeBron James can score 30 points per game in any league he chooses to play in. Okay. All right. There is no stopping that man. Okay. He will adapt to the rules. He will adapt to all of that. You've seen him when he plays with Team USA. They play under FIBA rules. That's fine. Okay. He hasn't done it for prolonged periods over the course of the season. If he can do it over six, seven games in an Olympics, he'll quickly adapt and he'll play his thing. Now, because the European game is different, yes, they do not want a single player taking over and all that sort of stuff. That doesn't mean that he can't do it. If LeBron James put his mind to it, he will average 30 points per game in the Euro League. Now, I know there's a guy that you remember tragically passed away. Alfonso Dra- 4 No, no. Uh, okay. Drazen Petrovic. Petrovic. Yeah, yeah, yeah who passed yeah. away in the early 90s. I looked up his numbers, right? Because he was considered the greatest European prior to his passing. And it wasn't the EuroLeague that it is today. Obviously, I'll give you that as well. But he averaged 28 points per game.
0: Wasn't 30. And Drazen is a dead set shooter. Yes. LeBron is a driver.
1: Okay. Now, my next point. To that Three is, walls. They're gonna, that's why he's going to average more than Le- points. Le- LeBron James. Or not
0: more assistant points, but a lot of and That's why he won't get 30. But go ahead.
1: In the conference finals in two thousand and what was that, eight nine something like that? I can't remember now exactly. But they played the Pistons, right? It was two thousand and or it could have been two thousand seven. I can't remember. It was the first year the Cavs went to the the finals.
0: When he,
1: yep, he scored against a vaunted Detroit. I remember that. That's when everything defense. changed for him. Vaunted Detroit D- defense, one of the best in the league. I think they might have been in the top five in defensive rating. Twenty nine straight. I saw that against one of the best defenses in the world. That defense was better than anything the EuroLeague could have put up. If he can do 29 straight points against the Detroit Pistons, what year? 2007. Okay, where we at right now? Where we at right now? But look at where we at. What but, year is this, fellas? But look at the way he's playing. I can't hear you. 2023. Okay, and, look, and what year he said? But look at the way he's playing. 15 <laughs> yeah. years ago! He's still putting up these numbers today. Nothing's changed. I guy, mean, everything's he, changed. The guy's been in his prime for 20 years straight right now. Okay.
0: Everything's changed. The referees, man. You know, Look, the referees. The
1: the, the the Americans that play in the Euro League right now, you said it before as well, they're not on the level of LeBron. No disrespect to them. They're right. great players, right. you know, right. in, in their own right. They're not at the level of LeBron. Shane Larkin, you remember Shane Larkin. Why do I know he, that name? Isn't you, he a cricket or something? <laughs> <laughs> Shane Larkin. He is. Listen, unfortunately, he was the starting point guard for my New York Knicks uh in 2016, twenty sixteen, <laughs> twenty. So, my bad. So he's shout out the shade. <laughs> he's, he's been playing in Euro League. Okay, right? he scored forty nine points. Yeah, in Euro League, what he average? I don't know, but he scored forty nine point. points. If he can score forty nine in one game, LeBron can score thirty every single game and average thirty points for the season. I'm gonna tell you something real quick, right? The best player of all time is putting up thirty points per game in Euro League. I'm gonna tell you something. One day I played
0: a game back in the day. Let's talk about like 2007, 2006. It was a, a, a rec league tournament, like A grade. You go to MSAC, think like that. And I played against the water department. This was my career high all across the board. I had 23 threes. I had 69 points from threes and I finished with 84, right? I was going for a hundred. That's equivalent to locking and dropping 49. Anybody could have one good day. You know what I mean? I never shot like that in my life ever again. That was Larkin's 49. You ain't, yo, you know you ain't give me no good points yet. I told you, you came in early. (laughs) He done wrote down a bunch of (laughs) shit. He was ready to go.
1: He ain't give me one point that counted anything. All he's saying is LeBron could do it. It ain't happening, man. Shane Larkin, the, the NBA's. we agree, the best league in the world.
0: Right? You know what? Look, the NBA is the okay.
1: best. No if, question. If if he can average 30 points in the best league in the world, he can average 30 points in the second best, in the third best, in the fourth best, in the fifth best.
0: The rules are different, man. I I I, I me personally, this is you know why I love this conversation. This conversation is no different than Well, it is different, but it's similar to who's the greatest of all time? We'll never know. Hmm. Oh, well, I know it's You Lebr- know what I mean? LeBron. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but this is, this. I, what do you guys think? That's just what I want to know. Based off our points, what do you all think? That's just what I really want to know.
1: Look, we'll, um, we're going to be posting this clip on it's social. We're, we're going to be you know, doing some polls and Facts. getting people to, to weigh in. But uh, like I said, a player of LeBron's caliber, mm-hmm. if he wanted to,
0: mm-hmm.
1: can do it. Mm-hmm. No, Whether the coaches allow him to do it is a different story, but he can do it if he wanted to. That was my point that I was trying to get across.
0: Fair enough. Um, But the wild thing is this though, Nick, to the fans, right? There's so many people that have such a, you know, you got fans who love him, so they're going to be against me anyway. Then you got NBA fans who have no idea. What European basketball is yeah. like. You just get a little glimpse because you're watching the best players in Europe play for their national teams, Olympics, you know, World Cup. Mm. So they don't really understand the game, yeah. majority of them. So they're jumping on you crazy, you crazy. Listen, dude, go watch Euro League. Watch the best team. Watch Euro League Final Four.
1: That's why I was telling people when I was in the US and when the year that Doncic was drafted, and a lot of media members were saying, Can he play in the NBA? And I was like, look. He just won EuroLeague MVP, Finals MVP, and he's like 18, 19 years old. He can play in the NBA. Facts. You know? He can play it's in just the NBA. Easier. It's a tough league to play in. It's, it's, it is.
0: You go into an easier league. The same thing they said about LaMelo Ball. Will it transition? Of course it will. It transitioned and, and effortlessly. Josh Giddey, look what happened. Yeah.
1: And it's that's difficult on this side. And that's my point because the NBA is such a good league and LeBron is such a good player. When he goes to an easier situation, he could drop 30 with his eyes closed.
0: It's, trust me, again, the NBA is the easiest situation, and especially when the referees are protecting you. I disagree with that. It's sports and entertainment. Let's not forget that. I disagree so with that. So, guess what? If it's low scoring games, who wants to watch that? Nobody.
1: I kind of do miss the old uh, New York Knicks Indiana Pacers seventy nine seventy six
0: lines. <laughs> Nobody this day and age.
1: Before speaking of the Knicks, and before we you know finish up this segment, I right. do want to give a, a quick shout out to Mitchell and Ness Australia um, yesterday. They- the bait, the, babe? the babe you come yeah they blessed wow. me with this shout out to the crew of Mitchell Ness shout Australia. out to Mitchell and Nash, they B. gave me the shorts as well so wow uh, yeah I was gonna wear the New full uh, the full <laughs> uniform today <laughs> and keep it for That's New fire. York but That's um, yeah, shout out to the crew there man no doubt absolutely really appreciate it so. no doubt alright Corey we're gonna take a quick break no doubt we are coming back with the Corey story All right, guys we are back it is time for the Corey story and once again i'm actually in the dark <laughs> about where we are going today i don't know where Corey's gonna go with it so yeah. Corey, the floor is yours where are we headed today i um,
0: funny man i was you know whenever i'm with isabella and we having lunch the other day i'm always just like i just give it a game just in life you know and a lot of the things i discuss it's more about resilience, keep pushing. And I was so proud of her because of, she had to push because her knee, she shattered it all. Mm -hmm. Doctor said she would never be able to play volleyball again and for a young female, let alone a young athlete, but a young female, that would have been earth shattering. It would have rocked her whole mental, her whole life. Because when you're young, you're, if you play any type of sport, it's usually um, your identity. You know, it is what it is. Like when you're an athlete, like if you are a good athlete, like it just builds you up yeah. more, at least people or whatever, right? So I told her mom when the doctor, cause it was COVID, I was we were stuck here, locked down. I couldn't even be back there. I told her mother, cause after surgery, her mother obviously called me was like, look, here's what's going on. You know, the doctor said she'll never be able to play again. I said, she, I said to her, I said, Fuck that doctor, ain't nobody fucking telling me. My daughter will never play again. I said, you don't ever tell her that. I will never either. I took her to the best rehabs. I had the best people training her. And it was so hard for her. And I couldn't tell her. And her mother wasn't telling her. And and insurance don't cover that. You gotta pay that out of pocket, you know what I mean? So I was like, yo, listen, I got one, you crazy? That's why I bust my ass, to make sure whatever she need, she got. It took two years, and this year, they won the conference championship, and they went to the NCAA tournament, and she was starting by the end of the season. Mm. And I always talked to her about resilience, right? And we ended up talking about that. And after, when she passed my eye test last summer, we was playing outdoor volleyball in the grass. She was playing tournaments with some of her teammates. Obviously, she was out of shape, and, um, but she was playing instinctively, and that's what you need. You need to pass the mental test throughout all the rehab. You need to believe that you can still move mm-hmm. again. And it was then, we was in Connecticut. It was then I was like, yo, you be all right. I can see you pass my tests." And I was like, yo, I got something to tell you, man. And I wasn't going to tell you. Me and your mother promised not to tell you. Doctor said you'd never play again. She just started crying, and I hugged and I was like, "Yo, listen, man. Like, life is about resilience." And I believed. I said, "Like, I told her. I told everything. What I told her mother about the doctor and where the doctor needs to go, because you was gonna play again." And that's just the biggest story about her and resilience. And she has so much character. And a lot of times in life people want to want their kids obviously you don't want your kids to go through any type of pain mm. right so you try to protect them so much but at some point you got to release them and send them to the world and i would have rather her go through that at 18 and get through it because now in life anything hits her she can get through it she can get through it mm. and this hence me going now into my story and the story that i'm going into is the time I quit basketball. So, man. Um, again, like I, I have to always start out with this part. When you do not have a big name or a big reputation, big CV, bio, resume, whatever you want to call it, the odds are stacked against you. It's due to your resilience and perseverance that's going to get you get you through nothing else is going to help there's no handouts nobody wants a person they have to develop they want the to pro- make my job easier to sell you yeah. that's what agents want agents don't want hard work because that's little to no commission and or job placement which mm-hmm. means you putting all this time into this talent and you might not even be able to move the talent and yeah. get them a job so it was hard I ended up um, going to a DVD place back in them days, uh, sorry, see, uh, VHS tapes. Mm. This specific year, I did not have a job. It was a year I had Bella. I went to Brazil the year before, killed. Thought I was going to get a job the next year, and the agent that I had just went ghost, right? Again, couldn't move me and didn't have the balls to call me, so he just never responded. Wow. So I'm home in Denver, a newborn. No job on the shelf. Like, fuck, I'm gonna do. ended up getting, uh, I put the highlights together from all the games I played in Brazil and connected the VCRs, got a blank tape, recorded it, and did my highlights. Oh, wow. This, is, this ain't no YouTube. Yeah, yeah, day. yeah. So I'm like, start, stop. Let me put that here. So, so I created a mixtape, basically, yeah. right? And I also, we were in the gym currently. So I'm showing you what I did last year and right now I'm on the shelf. So let me show you what I look like today, working out in the gym and the guys I was playing with, like they were home too. So these guys in the gym, you know, 6'9", 6'10", like hoopers, they just were home. And I put that as well on the tape and I had went to this video duplication um, company. I said, listen, man, don't have a lot of money. But I got this highlight tape and I want to get a bunch of copies. And he said, okay, well, this is what it costs. I, he was like, what you got? I, straight up, I said, well, I got a plug on tickets to go to these, to NBA Nuggets games. I can give you some seats. He was like, I understand, like, you you know, I told him my story. He's like, yo, I understand you are trying to make it. I got you. Just bless me with some tickets. I was mm-hmm. like, bet. So we bartered, right? Yeah. That's the barter system. That's the barter system, yeah. He put the tape in. He might've made 50 copies, labeled them up, put the stick on it, my name, my address, my email. And the other plug that I had was a guy that worked in the mailroom of one of the biggest law firms in the world, in New York. You know what he gave me? He gave me the FedEx code. Mm. I went online to uh, a big basketball agent, a big basketball website, FIBA.com, FIBA yep. Basketball. Yep. And there was a link. I don't know if it's there now. There was a link on the page that said agent's page. Uh huh. So it's the whole basically like- Who a, represents who it, basically. Like a directory the thing. There you yeah. go. Like a directory. Yeah. So what does Corey do? Corey looks at all the dope players that I was rating for each team, what they average and their numbers that play my position. And what I did, who's their agent? What guards do that agency represents? Damn, they got good guards. They got good jobs. Let me get this agent's address. I was shipping those tapes out all over the world. Listen, I'm telling you what I had to do. Yeah, I shipped them shits out all over the world. Lucky I had the FedEx
1: code. (laughs) And
0: it was going like three days, bang, bang, bang. And I'm like, yo, let me just sit back and see, somebody gonna like this. It's like my elevator pitch. It's yeah. like a, a artist. It's the artist that's selling music. At the trunk. Straight up, yeah. like I'm 42nd. Yo, please listen to my music. Yeah. This, I'm slinging, let's see who rock with me. My man, Larry Cubis, God bless the dead, hit me back. He was a brother from New Jersey. He died, but um, he believed in me. And he was like, yo man, like, let me hear your story. And he understood again, he understood street ball because he's from the East Coast. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand yeah, that. A lot culture. of people think yeah, yeah. that that shit is N1. That's why I hated N1 till his day. Mm. That's a whole nother story. But we spoke, we rapped. He was like, look, here's what um, I'll do. The Treviso Summer League is coming up, and which I'll explain what that is. The Treviso Summer League is coming up in Italy, and I will pay for your fee, and you have to get accepted in there. And I'll put you up in a hotel there. I get room and board. I got you and the fee. You got to get there. Now it's like, bet. Ended up uh, hitting my coach up, my old coach, who died as well. God bless the dead. JUCO coach, like coach. Listen, man, like, yo, I ain't got it. He was like, I'll give you half for your flight. Then I hit my mom's up. She gave me the other half. Put that shit together, bought the ticket, went to Summer League in Italy. Now, yeah. Treviso Summer League back then, it's basically like NBA Summer League for Europe. Yeah. You go there and put in work, you're getting a job. Yeah. That's a like good the showcase. One. That's the creme yeah. de la creme. Ask anybody about Treviso Summer League back in the day. That was it. You yeah. go there and do solid, you're getting a look. I go there. I lead the league in scoring. I'm like, fuck it. Like, we lost to go to the chip. No, we lost in the chip of Trevis. I went there and went to work again when you, you know, in a position that I was in. You got to go there and eat mm. because nobody's checking for you. You got to stand out. You got to stand yeah. out. So I went there. I left there with five potential options mm. to sign me. So I'm like, I did it. I did it. You know what I mean? Like I got options now. Let's see how. Now it's up to my agent. Let's see how this shit pan out. Mm. Option number one took a guy with a bigger resume. Option eight, option number two took a guy with a bigger resume. Option number three took a guy with a bigger resume. Option number four took a guy with a bigger resume. Option number five took a guy with a bigger resume. Yeah. I don't. Ah, oh man. Like I cried a lot. I don't remember. Like I cried so much after the fifth one. That shit almost broke me. Mm. It broke me. Well, it did break me. It broke me to where I was like, "That's it, I'm done. I'm done." Like, what more could you do? You go and kill in the best European exposure tournament, and you don't get a job. That's it. The next day, um, I cried. I called my mother. I was like, "Yo, man, I I, I tried. Like, this is the uh, this is it." Yeah. I went to uh a, a store called JC right? So think like I don't know what is that equivalent to here, but might maybe be like
1: a I don't know, not Maya, but like maybe a Maya, I don't maybe know. Maybe
0: like a little less than Maya. Yeah. Like a little lower than yeah. Maya, right? So I went there, I bought a suit, bought a little briefcase.
1: Ready to go to work in an office. I was literally <laughs> like,
0: yo, I don't even know how to Create a resume. Yeah, not a job resume because I had no, don't not a working the workforce community or environment. I went to um a job interview. Cause I was like, that's it. Basketball's done. I went to my first job interview, and I walked out of there defeated. I was like this I went back to the gym and started working out. <laughs> so I quit basketball for like maybe a day. But I quit. I was like, listen, fuck this like it was just more motivation to go back into this gym yeah. because look, I respect everybody what everybody got to do. For everybody's not an athlete. Yeah. I get it. But it just wasn't for me. Yeah. And I knew once I walked in Every step I took going to that interview, I felt defeated and smaller and less than. It's like, yo, you can't quit, B. You said, you committed to this. You said to yourself, this is what you're supposed to do. Mm. So what the fuck are you doing yeah. in here? Left out of that shit, went straight to the gym. I never saw that suit or that briefcase yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. I, I turned yeah, the you know, caravan, I quit like, and quit, like, and I got
1: back. The, the thing is like, I, <laughs> <laughs> and thrive. I'm no office thrive. guy.
0: Yeah. Like if I'm in the office, Y'all going to be like, yo, listen, man, we got to keep this mother in the field. Like, We don't need him in the office. He doesn't know how to do anything in the office. You
1: know what I mean? I'm the same. Like, I always say, like, obviously, you you know I love what I do as well, right? Right. And I'm like, I couldn't picture myself doing anything else because Uh, whether I'd be a waiter, accountant or whatever, you know what I mean? uh, I'm going to hate them all equally. Facts. Right? So I'm going to do everything I possibly can to not do, do that. that. Yeah. I totally get it, man. Yeah, I totally man. get it. It's but, good to see that you didn't give up. Yeah. Um, and you had your best years after all of that.
0: No doubt, well. man. Yeah. I like. I just want to tell people out there who's struggling because at points at points in our lives, at all points in our life, some points in our life, we all struggle. You know what, what I mean? Like we all struggle, but you committed at one point <clears throat> to doing what you said you wanted to do so when it gets hard you gotta just double down and triple down on yourself there's times people not gonna believe in you and that's okay you know what i mean you gotta keep pushing because i'm telling you when you make that shit through it's abundance it's abundance after but it ain't easy because mm-hmm. if it is everybody have it yeah it ain't easy you know what i mean you just gotta keep
1: pushing was, keep pushing. There was a time in the US when I was my first few years there where it was like, you I know. I remember, uh, bro. Yeah, like, I remember. We used remember, to talk. And I remember at one point, like I was ready to give up too yeah. and just come back to Australia and, and figure it out. And I remember you'd posted something on your IG. It was like a little cartoon of a dude digging. Uh, and he quit right before the diamond. And he quit right before the diamond. And I remember seeing that and I was like, nah, I've come too yeah, far to turn too back far. now. Yeah. Come too
0: far, man. And you just got to keep going, man, because I'm telling you, it's so hard. It's so hard. It is so hard. But when you break through, man, it's definitely it's worth, so worth it. It's so worth it, man. It's so you you forget how hard it was. Yeah. Because you you've arrived. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever your arrival is, like everyone's arrival is different, but you hit the point
1: that you strive to hit yeah.
0: and it was all worth it and it just makes for a better story
1: anyway. All right, we're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back with some more questions from our Fantastic man. listeners! Shout out viewers. to the listeners, <laughs> man. All right, we are back, Corey, and once again, we've got some fantastic questions from our listeners, oh, our viewers, man. man. Shout out to everyone that keeps sending out to these the questions Fans, through. baby, we Absolutely. love you, man. And you know what? If you see us in the streets and you got a question. Shout it out, we may not answer it on the street, but we'll answer it on here. No doubt. All right, let's get into it, Corey. We're gonna go, we've got uh, five questions we're gonna get through today. First one comes from Craig. I know you're keen to talk about this one here. Craig says, what the hell is happening in Brisbane? And he also wants to know, what's your biggest loss as well? Mm, mm. Okay. Let's um, start out with that, what the hell's happening in Brisbane question. Yo, yo, listen man, first of all,
0: I love mothers. I do. I truly, truly do. I had one. I appreciated the time that I had with um, my mother. She passed because of cancer um, about four or five years ago. God rest her soul. But what is it with these mothers tweeting me and (laughs) what? Yo, moms, I love y'all, man. I always look. I didn't. I didn't even see when Craig Randall's mom had messaged me. Yeah. You know, commented. I didn't see it, but. Moms, I love y'all. That's all I'm going to say, man. Like, I just call it as I see it. You know what I mean? Like, how can I not talk about a 50-point ass-whipping? Like, I'd be a hypocrite and be a politician if I do not talk about that. Yeah. Right? So, um, a re- a relegation rule needs to come in the NBL. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Um, It does. It really does. Like, it does in every other strong league in the world. It it happens. If you finish bottom two, you go to NBO one. ACB's one. Turkish one. Russia one. The second division. We need to do that. Um, I think I'd blow up that whole team. I wouldn't want nobody back. I'd take Gak back. I'd take DJ Mitchell back. I'd keep the young players I, I'm personally blowing up that team. Mm. That is a disgrace. Mm. Um, it's a disgrace to the uniform. It's a disgrace to the organization. You are a professional. In a 40-minute game, you lose by 50? 50, Nick?
1: When you told oh. me the score last night- 50? I, I, I asked you to repeat that back like three times. <laughs> I was like, I was like, is that the final score? 50? Yeah, it's, yeah it wasn't good. Go ahead, bro. I don't think this one's <laughs> the, the next question's not going to get you as animated, right? <laughs> it comes from Oscar. He wants to know, what are the top three pairs of kicks you've ever owned?
0: Dior Jordans. Um, Chicago uh, Off-White Jays. Damn, Mr. G's, these just all sound like Jays. And uh, I knew
1: they were going to be the top two, though.
0: <laughs> one of the illest pair of sneakers I, I, I owned, and I'm actually- um i can't wear them no more which you know the yeezys like i love my foam runners i love my foam runners but i don't i don't i could never stand for or represent um what Ye was spitting mm. you know what i mean that's hate and we ain't about that so those are the best three sneakers
1: for me, I'm gonna you know give my answer on this, even though Oscar didn't ask for it. Um, if we're gonna go like what they're worth on the secondary market or whatever, it's probably the top two is my two Travis Scott lows. Mm-hmm. Um, Those but, are fire. But my three probably favorite, my favorite pair of shoes of all time is the white cement Air Jordan Four with Nike Air on the back. <laughs> I missed out on the 2016 drop, so I never actually the cement, got- The Cement 4s. Yeah, with yeah, Nike Air yeah, on the, the yeah. white ones. Yeah, I got those. Yeah, you got the white Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not, <laughs> <laughs> so I missed out on those where they came in 2016, and I've never actually owned them with Nike Air on the back. I had them with the Jumpman on the back, yeah. but I haven't had it with Nike Air on the back. Um, there's a pair of Jordan ones in a Knicks colorway mm-hmm. um, that was done as like a mellow PE type of thing. It's got like his little logo in the on the insole. I love those because I first got them in 2013 when I moved to New York and I bought them. And my other favorite is probably I mean. One of my favorites is the Air Jordan 2. Uh, again, it's a Mellow PE in the Denver Nuggets colorway. You know I gotta go with my yeah, boy Mellow, yeah, man. So they're both yeah. my three uh, favorites that I like yo, right now.
0: Yo, man, something just hit me and I gotta talk about this. <clears throat> you guys will laugh, of course. Laugh at my pain. So, um, Jordan 4s. I had the like the OG colorway, the black one as well, the red. And I had the back One said Nike and one was Jumpman Nike Air.
1: Someone gave you two different pairs of shoes. No, that's
0: that's how it was. Like the fours, yeah. Cement white ones, yeah. I had the black and the gray, yeah. And on the back, it it was either Nike. It was two different ones, yeah. It wasn't the traditional one, however the ones look, right? It was some other ones, right? And uh, so, me and my ex.
1: Oh, Chicago. I know where this is going. Chicago, I right? this is going. My ex from Chicago, right?
0: <laughs> so um, when I first left Chicago to come back to Australia, you know me, I mean? I had a bunch of stuff I was traveling with. So I'm like, we're coming back to Chicago at some point. So let me offload some of these fly sneakers. and Left them in Chicago, right? And they were, those fours mm. were one of them. Obviously it didn't work out. You know, we break up. We go our separate ways. She gets back to Chicago and I had a... Uh, I was like, yo, look, hey, you know, can you just send my sneakers to my cousin, send them to Keith house, here's the address. No response. I was like, but before she left, that this is a different level of pettiness, right? I mean, we all go, you know, I would love to hear the fans, whoever broke up, like what level of petty either you did or your ex-partner did to you. That's a good conversation. This is a clip in itself. Before she left, you know what she did? I do. She took the scoop off of the coffee maker. Now, I got a nice coffee machine, right? Shout out to all the coffee aficionados. You know, you wake up in the morning, you drink your coffee. So, the coffee machine that she bought in the house, it was dope. Breville is the brand, you know, it was some fire shit. She took the coffee scooper so I could not make coffee anymore. Yo. That's a different kind of petty. <laughs> so here I go, I'm like, I'm ready to go get some, I bought some grains, you know what I mean? Where'd my scooper no, at? Get away. <laughs> she took the scooper? That's, that's, that's petty. In the midst of that, when she gets home, I'm trying to get, so I don't, I don't have a scooper and she didn't give me back my sneakers. Mm-hmm. Now for a guy, that drinks coffee and loves his sneakers, that's one to the gut. That's one to the gut. But when you talked about the force, it just hit me like I was triggered and I was like, fuck man. Yeah, look, (laughs) I had to call Breville. They laughed at me. (laughs) I, I was like, look, man, I'm gonna just tell you what happened. They were on the phone, and then he he's like, "Hold on, say that story again." He puts me on speaker, so his employees he can, can hear it, it, and they all laughed. They was like, "Yo, dude, that shit is hilarious." We're just gonna send you one for free. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. Th- look, that now pa- I got a scooper back. That party's funny. That's why I'll be posting when I'll be making coffee. Yeah. kind of still be shooting daggers.
1: <laughs> the- <laughs> that- I got my coffee scooper. <laughs> that-, that party's definitely funny. I will laugh at that. But messing with a man's Jordans, yo, I- I'm not with that. I'm definitely not laughing at your pain on that yeah, one. Maybe. All right. Next question comes from Archie. Archie says, what's it like taking a clutch shot in front of thousands of people? Um, And what is that buzzer beater that sticks out in your mind? How do you describe that? feeling?"
0: Man, man, the stuff legends are made of, man. Got to have some um, big guts to do it because the other side of it is you lose the game because of you, you know what I mean? So uh, that's that's an orgasmic feeling when you're able to Make that happen. Hit the game-winning shot or make the game-winning play. And um, you win especially in a big game. And it also just puts you in a better position down the road for people to know you are clutch. You want that that title, Mr. Clutch. or You know, he has the clutch gene or give him the ball when pressure's on. You want to be that guy. But a lot of people don't. But um, for those that are able to do it, it, it's a beautiful feeling. The one buzzer beater that stood out stood out big for me was I was playing in Germany. It was right before Christmas break. I was playing, I think, Cologne. I was playing with Nuremberg in the BBL years ago. And the next day I was going home for Christmas break and it was a tight game. I was, was back to back, you know, you score, I score, you score, I score. We on the road, shit's packed. Going and I'm just like. Then the screen tried to come up, go on down. We going home with this. Just, just walked into it three at the tee three at the key bang game over everybody ran jumped on me I was on the floor it was it's a dope feeling it's great when you can silence the crowd like that it's it's, it's, it's quite orgasmic to be honest with you
1: beautiful all right last question actually second last question sorry apologies comes from John P John says this is a good one would you rather be a good player in an average team or an average player in a good team
0: well I ain't gonna bullshit you that really was me (laughs) That really was me. Oh, I just you, wanted to ask that question.
1: You're, oh, you're John P. Yeah, I'm John P. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> way, to, way to fool everyone. <laughs> that was me. Um.
0: <laughs> I uh, man's really wanted his question heard. <laughs> so, this question I posted on Instagram. John P. <laughs> I posted on Instagram, right? And um. I needed to be more specific. Like Shout out to Cam, the rapper Cameron in New York. Cam, shout out to Dipset. Yeah, Cam. Cam was like, I need to know specifically what level is it, what age group? You know what I mean? Give me more specifics. I was like, don't worry, I'm gonna be more specific the next post, which it'll be this. So I'm talking on a professional level. What would you rather be? An average player on a good team, a winning team, or really good player on a not winning team? bad team me majority of people's like i'd love to be an average player on a good team as most people would say and you had a few people is like fuck that i'd rather be a good player on a bad team so nice. i'm gonna give you some names right an average player to me is a guy like eighth ninth man yeah that's average yeah agreed as a pro i want to play i want to win but i want to play And if you're on a good team and you average, everything about you is going to be average. You get average minutes. You get an average salary. Right. So what is really your input? Hmm. Little to none. But you're winning. You don't even have a fucking impact on what's really going on. So you can be okay with fucking average. I'd rather be on a team where I have a big impact. We could I could fuck around and change some shit. If you know, I'd rather be Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill is two hundred and fifty fucking million dollars. Washington Wizards ain't that good. They're not really gonna win anything, but I'd rather be that than a guy eighth man, ninth man.
1: The example I was gonna use was I'd rather be Melo than Brian Scalabrini. That's a fact. Scalabrini won a championship, played so many years on a good Celtics team, but it's like What was his impact? Yeah, you
0: know. After the game, how how was his situation? Because why are you playing this game? You're playing the game to win and also, you know, provide your family and change your situation and get a better life, right? That's what I'm doing it yeah. for. So if you're a good player, so many other opportunities are gonna come your way outside of basketball. Why? You're averaging 20-something a game and you a star, right? Everybody can't win. Me, I wanna change my situation for life after the game. Because it's all a game. Yeah, brother. That's it's right. Like that's right. You're playing a game that's bigger than the game you're actually playing. But most people don't even know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Use your talents and your skill set. To better your position all the way around, so all of y'all talking about y'all y'all you'd rather be an average player. Average player is the eighth or ninth man. That's average, and that's where average gets you. Yeah. So you should maybe think about that question again. How many guys got championship rings and ain't done shit to to deserve? Whether you were there or not, the situation don't change. That's average. Now answer that question again once we send this clip out
1: next question thanks to john p for sending that one through what a a, a really great question thank you (laughs) all right last question Corey. then we're getting out of here this one comes from sash timi and i hope i got that one right uh yeah this one should be good uh how did you know philly was right for you oh oh, oh, oh. is this this actually from philly under an alias as well (laughs) maybe maybe
0: um here's what i know right I knew that everything that I needed in a woman, she has, right? I love her independent, um, articulate, uh, obviously fucking smart, right? She got brains, like she's super intellectual. Um, She has a career, she doesn't have a job. I asked her maybe about 200 questions in like two or three days. She was like, yo, dude, like, am I being interviewed? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I personally need to know who I'm dealing yeah. with because of the position that I'm in. Um, you got to be smart because one mistake, all this is done based on who you're dealing with. Mm. So I have to screen the hell out of you. Um, I then said to her. Um, what's the biggest um, thing that you like most about yourself? And she said, I'm proud of myself because I'm, I, I, I'm the best version of, I'm proud of the woman that I've become. Mm. So I knew I wasn't getting a broken version of a female, mm. I was getting the best version of her. Yeah, Right, there's so many of us out here in the world, like motherfuckers well, is broken haven't healed properly, right? So, you know, but they put on the front. So what are you getting? You don't even know if you're getting a broken, till later, you know what I mean? So I gotta ask you this question that because I need to know, can I jump in all the way? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because when Corey's single, Corey's single. You know what I mean? Like I keep it a buck, like, you know, busy man. And not necessarily that's not what I wanted to be, but I don't just, I'm not giving you me and you haven't earned me. Yeah. I know my value, you know what I mean? So you gotta earn me. Usually that shit be the other way around, and how society makes you think. You're gonna have to earn me, because I know I'm fun and I'm a good time. You're gonna have a blast. We're gonna have great experiences. We're gonna do, you know, we're gonna do fun things mm. all across the board. So you gotta earn that, because that shit costs time, energy, you know, financially. It costs. Yeah. So I'm not just giving you. So that's why I got, you gotta make it through this screen. And then one of the biggest things I said to her was, I want to meet your mother, because if what I'm seeing and how I'm feeling, sometimes, you know, you can, I'm a lover, you know what I mean? So emotionally, you can get caught up quicker than logically, right? So I wanted to make sure I did this, at least I had enough evidence on the table to make a really good decision on if I'm going to move forward fully and fully commit to her. I said, take me to your mother. And in Ethiopian culture, you don't do that. Mm. Unless you're going to marry yeah, a person. Yeah, you serious. do not yeah, bring yeah. the man to your mother. Mm. It just does not happen. Your family. I was like, look here. I said, I'm Jamaican. I'm from New York. I need to meet your mother because I need to see if you are who you say you are. She's like, Corey, like, I don't do that. Like, we, we, I said, listen, I ain't Ethiopian. For me to feel at ease and bring it bring it down, I need to meet your mother. Once I met her mother and her sister and her sister's husband, her father's in Ethiopia. That's why I couldn't meet him. But I knew I was like, that's the one. That's how I knew, and that's my buddy, man. Like I like her. Like you can love somebody and not like them. Yeah, I love a lot of people and don't like them. I like being around her. Mm. She's fun, super chill, and she's a little comedian. So we laugh and have a good time all the time. And I think uh, that's the best fit for me. I think like I want her, you know what I mean? Outside of all of those other things, like I love her and I want to be with her, you know what I mean? Like I'm not settling, like Corey never settles. Like, So I'm just very happy that um I found someone that I'm really uh, compatible with and happy to be with. That's how I know it was her. Once I met her mother, That was it.
1: It was a wrap. Shout out to Philly and the fam. No doubt. Okay, fellas, ladies,
0: kids, boys and girls. This is the end of our show. Episode 9. I need you all to like and subscribe. You can comment too, but besides commenting, please, like and subscribe. And share. And share. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Peace. (laughs) (laughs) Ha <laughs>